rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right. It's another week, baby. A mother's talk. It's a safe place for keeping it play where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Um, sorry for the, the week hiatus, but there was an event that we had to take care of. And, you know, uh, you know, the big boy, the big man, Terry turned the big three Oh, you know, big yeah, three. Man. So we was, outside. we was outside for a little bit, you know, we got, you know, preoccupied by being outside and doing, you know, outside activities, but we're back. And then it, then it went right back into the fourth which we don't really celebrate the fourth. It's just another day off. You know what I'm saying? It's just another yeah. day off. But, you know, I'm going to take that day off and I'm going to be outside. So, uh, oh. I didn't, Hell yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's time for, you know, it's a cookout day. It's a, we call it official cookout day. There you go. So Get um, get, get a paid to not work day. I'll yeah, take it. I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so we, I apologize for the the uh, disruption and the, the normal programming, but we're back. So you know, how you guys doing? How you been? You know, what I'm saying, come talk to me. Talk talk to us. Um, you know, as we go into the next season, uh, we're not done with season three, but as we continue in progress, I want to just have a conversation with the with the listeners, just us two and them. I want to be intimate with them. You know, talking with talk. I want to know what they want to know. I want to know what they want to talk about. You want to be intimate with them. You know, not in the sexual, not in a sexual way, but you know, as a, you know, as a, you know, listeners and the talent, I want to know what they think, you know, what they're thinking about. So we can conversate, talk about this on on a weekly basis as well. Um, So I'm calling for more engagement and all that good stuff. But, uh, but how you been, Terry? I'm good. I was just gonna say before I get to say hi. And intimacy is more is some is more, you know, deep and personal than sex a lot of times. So oh yeah, yeah. You're asking for the intimacy. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm um, good. Thirty. You know, I've always liked this time of year, obviously because of my birthday. But you know, it's a uh, it runs. My birthday runs right into the holiday, so it's like always get a little extra day off. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's an extended celebration. So I'm feeling good, you know, life is good. Um <laughs> checking that count ain't like it's ain't like it was before. <laughs> but you know, what we what I spend with the money, we got very good experiences for the money. And um, you know what I'm saying, appreciate everybody who wished me You're happy birthday. Um oh, this nigga's fixing his, his my, brand. My, brim, his my brim look crazy, my brim look crazy. Oh, okay. But yeah, but you know, I'm good in good health. Now I'm about to get back on my, you know, back on my grind. Um, you know, not that I took off, but you know, just focusing in even more, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm good. How are you? 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm good. I, I was, I'm happy to enjoy your, happy to be there for your 30th. Um, me and, you know, your lady, uh, you planned, well, I helped her, you know, whatever in terms of that planning. So I, you know, I will never do it again. Oh, wow. um, and not in a bad way, just like, you know, uh, shout out to her for planning it. But women were planning festivities and birthdays and stuff. There's a lot of anxiety filled in terms of like having to coordinate and being the middleman when no one else is conversing, no one else is saying anything and trying to keep you, like, you know how hard it is to keep you in one, you personally, keep you in one spot? Do you know how hard it is? I realized that like, I really had, cause I didn't know what was going on, right? It was a lot, it was things that were surprised as a part of my birthday celebration. And at one point you were supposed to take me somewhere and just keep me away for a while. And yeah. in that process, like I didn't know what other things were planned. So I really had to just like stop all actions. Like, all right, let, let me just sit here. Don't text nobody. Don't ask other people what they are doing. And that's difficult, especially like when I'm not knowing what's going on. And I'm like, I'm trying to set up things for my own birthday. But like I said, like you said, my lady, she had plans and she was coordinating things I didn't know about. So I found it was difficult to just not hit people up and not make plans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm not used to that. So, um, but it did come together in the end. But I understand yeah. why you're saying you don't want no parts in it because I was part of it and I was like, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I had to take myself out of it at one point. Like, look, I don't even want nothing to do. Just tell me where to go. Tell me what to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So salute to your lady who planned it. And salute to all women who do this for their friends, regardless, you know, planning celebrations and things like this. Because niggas, we don't yeah, plan man. things. We just be like, you know what? We're going to such and such city. We're going to go get food. We're going to go out. And we're going to go drink. That's it. And whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Bro, it ain't no like reservations. It ain't no theta. It's we're gonna go here, we're gonna find somewhere to go out, we're gonna drink. Boom. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's more working parts when like you're trying to decorate because I don't ain't no decorations factored in our head. <laughs> ain't no, nope. you know what I'm saying? There's no, you know, there's no timetables like, oh well, what time are we gonna go out? Uh once we wake up, you know, whatever. But it's not like that when <laughs> Women are involved. Yeah, so but I mean, I you gotta I love women for it. Yeah, and thank you for your involvement, but I understand why you no longer will put yourself in that position. <laughs> yeah. So, but you enjoyed your birthday, that's all that matters, right? Yes. Well, that's how you bring it, you know. We sat in a house last year, you know, for you, for people's birthdays because of the obvious pandemic so oh yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't do it. i think i just went out to dinner and then for the fourth it was a small gathering i went to my homie in dc crib and they had um a small little gathering at the house it was nothing there it was no outside yeah so but outside is outside and again in full force and i'm done with it i'm like i i think this might be my this probably be my keep it funky i'm the enjoyment that i get out of going out and partying and being in club and bar environments. I think I'm done with it. I really do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
maybe maybe if like the end of the week we might go i might go to a happy hour have a couple drinks go back inside but being outside the price is just not it's not adding the math ain't mathing for me you know what i'm saying with the prices of what they're charging for my level of uh excitement and enjoyment it's not equaling out for me no more so i think i'm just gonna uh stay inside do some outdoor activities you know what i'm saying maybe go to dinner and things like that but I don't think I'm gonna be doing a lot of outdoor drinking and partying. So you, know? you just you're coming into 30s by telling a lie. That's not a lie, bro. bro listen, <laughs> I went out in Richmond on Friday. I was telling you about this. Went to Cabana, which is probably one of the only few places that you know the nice places where you could go in Richmond that has a good vibe, good music, things like that. Yeah. It was the Black Knight, yeah. whatever. And I'm used to going out in D.C. where you could get into a place, unless you get in a table, you get into a place for normal cover charge. You might pay $20. You might not even have a cover charge. You just get inside and boom, the drinks are going to be expensive. But you can get inside of the place for no charge, right? I went to this place, Cabana, they charge $40 at the door, men and women, same price. That's nasty. At $10. Charge women. Charge women to 40 pieces, nasty. That's disgusting. This ain't Miami, but guess what? The 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 excitement of everybody wanting to go outside, it makes the 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 uh it makes it seem like such an urgency thing, like oh I gotta go out, oh I wanna be in this place, oh you know what I'm saying? So they're charging pricing. You know what? I came up by my pocket and I did it because I'm like, I waited in line, I had to change my shirt because I didn't fit dress code at first. And we we might we didn't talk about it before, but that turkey hut that turkey hut shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I didn't went and changed my I didn't came out. I stood in line. I changed my clothes. I'm going in this place, but it's just like then I got inside and yes, it was fun. But I just kept thinking about that forty dollars. How much groceries I could buy with that? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I could have got a nice steak, even though I don't eat steak. I could have got some salmon fillets and cooked that shit up and made that shit perfectly clear. But instead, I pay, I handed it over to this person to go into this place to be around other people. Yeah. Well, I probably won't even interact with that much. You know what I'm saying? Just to be out. And I'm, I'll, I'll adjust my keep it funny. My outside is just going to adjust. I'm not going to try to be on the scene and at the places where I know that it's going to be popping. That's what I'm talking about. I like that one better. Yes. Because we got paid a cost to enjoy ourselves. So I will adjust it. I, I'm i just going to piggyback yours. I don't know if I'm doing, if I'm going to do the outside night activity. Mm, okay. So day parties and day activities is a different vibe for me. And I'm a different animal. I'm a different monster. I told you I do. I told you on the snap I do better than anybody else when I come outside. Right. This nigga proclaimed it. So, you know, that these I have, niggas you know, don't know how to dress. Niggas, it's about putting pieces together, baby. Listen, y'all niggas lucky. Y'all niggas lucky I'm a healthy nigga. Because if I was one of these regular skinny niggas, I would be, I, y'all niggas are wasting pure, uh, your size, balls. Like you're wasting being skinny because you can't dress. It's terrible. It's crazy out here. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You should be just, you should be ashamed of yourself. But that's a, neither here or there. But uh, like the day party vibes are, you know, I think that's really where I'm at. Like the night parties, it's 
there's a different atmosphere during the nighttime, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't really be, you can be fly, but you can't really be the flyest because it's dark and no one really can see your flyness. This is this is how this is my thinking. Because okay, the club they got not a lot of lights, they have the strobe lights. But if you got really good pieces and you're not in a section and you're just in the crowd, now you're just around everybody. You're just a regular person, regardless. Now the hoodlums come out at night. That's where all the fuck shit happens for the most part. Is at night. Now that that is that I can fully agree with. That was my right. I can fully agree with that. So the fuck shit happens at night, and I don't need to be out till two o'clock in the morning anymore. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing for me. But if I can get the same amount of turnings and party from four to nine, get mm-hmm. get, a, get some wings or whatever, get dinner by ten, be in the bed by eleven, be in the house by ten thirty. Yeah, because you already got in, your pussy. Yeah, you got tucked your in, pussy. have sex, everything like that. My day is accomplished. You okay? have you listen to good music. You had good drinks. You ate good food. You had you're gonna have good sex, and then you're asleep. There's something about being drunk in the daytime where it's like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to thrive right now. It's something about it. It's like a thrill. Yeah. Like being blasted at 5 p.m. It's something crazy about it. I don't know what it is. And number one, and I'm going to add some things. The, the, you're talking about the outfits, you're dressing. The pictures look better in the daytime. So if you're trying to get your flicks off, you look better with the sunlight, with the, the, that. You said the hoodlums, you know what I'm saying? The hoodlums is not outside because... The mischievous shit happens at night because they got mm-hmm. the cloak of darkness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's harder to peep shit. <laughs> it's harder to peep shit when you got to wait for things to come under the streetlight or there's a dark alley or the entrance is, you know what I'm saying? But in the daytime, everything lit. You can see far, you can see further, all that shit like that. And, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know, you know, you get that vitamin D, you get the sunlight, you get energized from the the, the nice weather. You know what I'm saying? And um, as, like you said, we are, we are, Nine to five aspiring. We have our side hustles. We about to get out of that. But we 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 we, we having our fun on budgets. We not out here just being mething. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For some so, reason, they, the, the the prices be going wild crazy after. But you like know April. why? Because you know, have at night they know niggas is under. The, listen, the the nightclub, the nightlife industry, they rob niggas right and left. That's all they do. They be having six hundred percent markups for shit. And you know why they doing it? Because they know you drunk. They know you're looser with your cash. You're, you're really thirsting for fun. And you'll do whatever to get it. And then in the morning, you think about it like, God damn, I paid, I paid $20 for a shot. I could have got a bottle for that. You know what I'm saying? And and shout out to all my country rural people. They sit out on their porch, get fucked up, <laughs> have their barbecue, invite their friends over, have a little function on their land, and they ain't got to worry about these fucking crazy ass upcharges. They, they really yeah. got to figure it out. But for us, we still city living. Yeah. The day party is definitely a way, a, a better way to go. It's just you're gonna have to just make sure you hit all those points of emphasis. Drink good, eat good, have good sex. And then you could be 11 o'clock at night, boom, watch your shows. <laughs> catch up on love after the lockup, which we're gonna talk about later. We're gonna talk about later. I'm trying to catch up on a 90 day fiance right now. So oh yeah, I'm I'm I missed it. Sunday, yeah, I missed it this Sunday. I watched a little bit of. It. I gotta go. Oh, I'm tapping it because it's getting good now. It's getting good. Oh now. yeah, yeah, it's getting real, real spicy. You know what I'm saying? My nigga Andre tired of niggas. Shout out, to, shout out to you sending me that tweet today because that was hilarious. 
about Which one? Um, Asuelu and his lady. Oh, Asuelu and um, <laughs> Shawty, they was doing the uh, twerking later. <laughs> hey, like I don't want to. I don't like using like you know women's words, but he ate her. He ate her up, though. That was oh, he got her out the paint. You remember when Oswello got off the plane to America and he did the dance in the ho- in the yeah. in the airport? Yeah. He's that's that's right up his land. Like Oswello is a, a island Samoan nigga that's like he dancing is in him. So he, he, yeah. he did his thing. He did, that's why she put yeah, him man. up front. Yeah, he got her out the paint though, man. But um, since we've been gone, shout to uh, day twenty six. Um, oh, this banger! Come on now. Listen, we are R&B niggas. Listen, I realized something while we were uh, in D.C., right? We really can just have fun getting drunk and listening to R&B. Like, we don't even need oh, to yeah. go outside most times. If we just get around and just listen to R&B and just be drunk listen to R&B, especially just me and you and Dot, it's like, we don't even need to go outside. We are the yeah. party right there. It's Bro, amazing. There's, there's, thousands, there's tens of thousands of R&B songs. We can do that like endless. Be like, oh shit, I remember. I forgot about this, did this, and then every everything connects to another song, another artist, another, and you just keep drinking in between that. That's a great night. Yeah, man. I think you said Quebec had an R and B night, man. I think there needs to be more R and B nights. Like, I don't understand yeah. why they haven't really. T- they're like, it's like a, a specialty night where they tap into R and B, like. Niggas love R&B. Like, no, let me tell yes, you. we know women love R&B, but niggas, men, we love R&B. Yes. We love but singing. Chris, you realize, we're 30. <laughs> that's why I need to sing. That's, so that's our, that's our lane right now. But you got to think about it. The 21 to 20, the 21 to 25, the 27 to 28, they want that trap shit. They want little baby. They want Megan. That, they want that turn up. We sure. want to smooth it out. We want we, all we want to do is smooth shit out. We want to <laughs> we want to be we don't want to be sweaty. We don't want to be crowded. We just want to look nice, have our drinks, look cool, get our pictures, dr- and, and and smooth shit out. We ain't trying to be jumping up and down, catching twerk. I ain't even trying to catch twerk. You know what I'm saying? You just want a nice little nice little hip rock. That's it. I want nice to rock hip my two step. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, slide a little bit, and that's it, and then go home. But that's what it is. So we just- well, we don't got to do it. They don't got to- Listen, I understand. I understand Saturday night, Friday, even Friday night. I understand. But, you know, a Thursday night, R&B night, I could do that. Yeah, do that. Shit, I like going out on Wednesdays. Wednesdays? In the middle of the see, week? You wild. I see, because listen- Cause you could, you gotta hit. So I, so I've been doing, I do comedy two nights a week right now. So I'm out, I'm outside Wednesday and Thursday night every week. You know what I'm saying? So I go to two different clubs. One spot that I go to is a club. One spot is a restaurant. They both have bars. They both have DJs. <laughs> so I'm outside like two nights a week. So I like that little Wednesday turn up. Cause like I'll get there at eight o'clock. I'll drink a little bit. I get off, I get off work at four 30. So I got four hours to cook chill, get myself together, go out at eight o'clock. I'll either have my wine or have my drink at the house. I'll sit there, maybe have another wine. drink when I <laughs> oh yeah listen I'll have my I'll have my Riesling, maybe some Chardonnay something because so, I like I just want to remember every time I had wine he was like this nigga drinking wine. All right. I'm just saying because it is a Wednesday. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a Wednesday. So you can't be going I can't be going heady see 
that can't be, you know what I'm saying? I might have one Hennessy on a Wednesday because I got to be up at 7 a.m. work tomorrow. So yeah. I'll have my little wine, smoke my weed. And then when I get there, I'll maybe have a shot or a drink just to get my blood going so that I got energy when I get on stage. Uh-huh. So you hit it like that. And then look, the show, the latest I might be out is 11. So from 8 to 11, I get a quick little turn up in, get home, sleep at midnight, get my little six, seven hours up for work. Okay. So that's why I like Wednesday, because I was like, I could get my quick turn up in from 8 to 11. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's be outside, you, hear music. All you really need is three hours, to be honest. Like, most that's it. And then I'm not hungover. None of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you're not getting super turned up, so you won't be hungover yeah. in the morning. It's like the sneak, just not a sneaky link, but a sneaky turn up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then you never know what you see outside. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in these, be in these comedy spots, you know? It'd be some, it'd be, I was out last uh, Wednesday. These motherfuckers got hot about an $80 check. <laughs> he, he, nigga was in there with his, looked like it was his mom and his son, and he, he was a rich nigga, and, um, the check came back to $80. This nigga said, I ain't paying no goddamn $80. And, <laughs> I, and then obviously- you know, I mean, 80 for a Wednesday is crazy. Exactly. Listen, I'm not paying $80. Listen, I, like I said, if I go out, I'm buying one drink, and that drink is between $7 and $10. <laughs> okay. So, you know what I'm saying? And if, if the vibe is really good, I might have two drinks. That means I got a $20 budget. That's I'm in and out. $20. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But he was he was hot about that eighty dollars. You know, the comedian on stage. You know, they're gonna go in on him a little bit. Talk mm-hmm. about damn, this nigga tripping on that eighty dollars. And we're gonna have to take a collection for this nigga to pay his bills. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's easy. It's funny, but that nigga was not happy about that. Getting put on the spot in front of like 15, 20 people. Well, he should have. He should. I mean, he should have uh, have not went so so hard on the eighty, like so loud. So people can hear that. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, talk, you gotta talk to the waitress. Like, excuse me, real quick. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga did not want to pay that eighty, and we was like, "Oh, this nigga gonna run out on the check." And then um, <laughs> I, I overheard. I overheard when I went outside. Um, I think I went to the car to get something. I was coming back in. He was talking to the to the uh, manager or whoever was running the, the 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 kitchen and shit. And he was like, "Man, the only reason why I did that is because your man's on stage with the microphone. Gonna say so." He even said it. He wasn't he. Once he got put on the spot for for, for erupting about the eighty dollars, he he had to double down on his anger because everybody saw that he was angry. So he was he had to turn up even more. So you know you saw how that go. But that was a Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? So during that, I might be like, shit, this is some good action. Let me get another drink. You know? Hmm. I get exactly. it. You know what I'm saying? Have you as you've gotten older? We, we're, we're gonna get off going out uh being outside but i just wanna i had a rail drink at the at the, at the day oh break. i can oh. distinctly taste it now oh like i i had a for some reason i decided to get a rail and uh like oh. pineapple or something like that Mm-mm. rail tequila and pineapple mm. i don't know why and i didn't go i went I, after that i say you know what forever the rest of my life i'm getting middle shelf and Better. No, bro. Like, can you taste it now? Can you taste the difference? Bro, it, I can. Fun. That last Thursday, I went out and I tried same comedy. I was at the club this time, and I I got a rum and I think I wanted a rum and coke. I wanted rum, and I didn't say what rum because they didn't have no rum back there. And she poured it up, and I was like, "Damn!" I was about to tell you what rum I wanted. 
I literally sipped it and I was like, yo, this is disgusting. I said, yo, this is disgusting. She saw it because all in my face. And she was like, what? I was like, this is nasty. And it was a and I looked at what she poured, it was fucking aristocrat rum. Yeah. We can't do it no more. Like literally, I can, I can tell the difference. I can t- it's disgusting. Bro, they don't they don't dilute that shit enough. They don't filter it enough. I don't know what the fuck they don't do that shit. But she, but she, God bless the girl, because she seen me a lot. She's like, all right. She she dumped that out for me and she gave me some makers. And I was like, yeah, this is, I was like, this is 20 times. I was like, this shit is 20 times better than that shit you just gave me. And it wasn't even rum. It was uh, makers is whiskey and bourbon. Yeah. So, nigga, it's, yeah, it's, there ain't no going back, bro. It's like, it's like a bad bitch. It's like that, that bitch talking about the nigga was taking care of her. She's like, that's her lifestyle now. She didn't want to go back. Once you, once you up here and you gotta, you gotta go back down. It's like, nigga, this is, this is not my life no more. We didn't talk about that, did we? I don't think we did. No, I think we missed that. We could talk yeah, about it real quick. Just, that shit was wild. It's, 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 why did why do people Silly like telling people they be broke? They be telling people on the internet that they got no money. It's crazy out here. <laughs> tell I know me, I should get some money. Tell me that you're broke without tell, telling me that you're broke. That's exactly what she did. Because that woman was, that woman's in poverty, but she's just trying to act like it's someone else's job to take care of her who's not her dad. <laughs> She's impoverished. If she, if you have no income, you, that means your income is zero. So you're relying on charity because that's what she was receiving. That's charity. You know what I'm saying? And most people got too much pride to take charity. Like even, even people who are down bad, you know what I'm saying? People with families, people on the street, like they don't want charity. Like, you know how, how, low or how desperate you have to be just to stand on the road with a sign like them people i'm saying you got to get to a breaking point to do that but these hoes some of these hoes they just begging (laughs) because oh i got i got ass and titties and my face is pretty so they can just beg without no one calling them calling it like you just said you're broke yo it'd be sad i was like yo she sounds it was it was it was it was sad to watch to be honest, like it was sad to watch. She was it telling was me, like she's told people, she told people that like you know if I be in the, I fuck with a nigga that got money, we break up. I still expect him to pay for all my shit because I'm a couple. Bitch, we're not married, bro. You don't have no kids, bro. We hear all them Hollywood stories. The 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 biggest that's what the the smart hoes they they have a security blanket for themselves, right? If a nigga giving you all this money, you supposed to be putting some aside to oh, take yeah. care of yourself, right? Right? You ain't just supposed to be spending it as it come in. If you spend everything that nigga give you, when he stopped giving it to you, what you got? Nothing. Zero. And that's what she was in. And then she tried to appeal to our shit like, no. Tried to, she came up with some fuck-ass logic. That logic made no sense. She's like, we're not dating anymore, but until I get another nigga, it's time for it. He still, it's his responsibility to take care of me. There's no law, there's no moral, there's no logic to none of that shit you just said. Legally, he don't gotta do it. Logically, it don't make no fucking sense. And morally, that's, what the fuck you mean? I gotta take care of a grown woman that I'm not fucking no more? Like, I, 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 like the thing is, is like, it's like, yo, We're gonna sound misogynistic at this point because it's just like at this point it's like what what like there's a generation of women out here that really are just not being shit 
because we continue, because there's niggas out here telling these women that they don't need to do shit except for look good and they gonna pay your bill and you have a fat ass and niggas gonna fucking take care of you. There's a generation of shit. There's a generation of women out here that are just really just living life like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's sick, it's, it's depressing to see. And then when people say like, when men ask, what do you bring to the table? That's so crazy. What do you mean? That's a real conversation to have. Like, and, and what she, you know what she's bringing? And what is she bringing to the table? Pussy ass, titties, mouth. And that you and can get across a, a dime a dozen. And good hair. And let's talk about the window. Looks fade. Asses, titties, sag. All that shit fades. So you have a 15 year window, right? That's like, that's like working for a company for 15 years, but you ain't got no retirement. You have no, so you, and like I said, good hoes, we talking about some player shit, good hoes, think about the future. We just, that hoe, that, that hoe, I'm gonna call her hoe because that's what she's doing. She's hoeing. That hoe literally had no future plans and is, is putting herself off on a man who was blessing her. He wasn't stressing her. Nope. He was blessing her. <laughs> Yep. So you and and that whole mentality of the generation of women like there there's there's misguided men and there's misguided women and she just falls into the, the category of misguided women like you're really misguided if you think that's how the life works or that's how the game works because the game the game that she playing it chew you up and it spit you out and it's up to you to protect yourself and to to not give so much of yourself or use yourself up enough so that you have something left over after this man who clearly it's just, he's keeping you. He was keeping you. He wasn't loving you. He said, I'm going to put you in this apartment. I'm going to get this car so you happy and you don't ask me no question about nothing else I got going on. And that was enough for her. And then when you stop fucking him and he'd be like, all right, let me get the car back. Let me get the crib back. Uh, thank you. I had a good time. Like, no, 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 no. You can't take you can't take this back. Like, all this shit is, the apartment's in my name. The car's in my name. And the money I gave you, you spent it. So, you know what I'm saying? The credit cards, you don't got access to no more. None, nothing belonged to you. You know what I'm saying? You, you're homeless now. So be homeless. Or get that pussy to somebody else. So we talked about, we talked about uh, black men in particular, young black men not having OGs. Is there, a, is, is there a generation of hoes out here that don't have no OGs that tell them the game? Is that what's going on? That's exactly what's going on. There's a generation of young hoes out here that just run around with no OGs telling them how to how to pimp these names. Like, or how to, how to, how to, how to get out of the game. How to get, I said it right. And how to, how to gracefully transition out the game. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, listen, just like these young niggas that's shooting each other and killing each other in the streets and doing football numbers in jail, can't nobody tell these niggas shit. Can't nobody tell these hoes shit because you know what? They are young, they are hot, and they see that they can manipulate niggas with their body. But they don't know that that's only 10% of the game. Mm. It's like, what they say, 10% physical, 90% mental. It's, yep. it's, it's, about, it's, it's not just about you being able to pose your will with your ass and your titties. It's about leverage. It's about positioning, just like football and sports. The best players aren't the strongest and the fastest. They're the ones with the best technique. The niggas that mm. know how to not get injured. The niggas that know how to get to their spot on the floor. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony is not the fastest, the strongest, the tallest NBA player. But why is he top 10 in scoring all time? Because he knows how to get his shot off. 
He knows how to use his footwork. He knows how to, he, he, you know what I'm saying? But these hoes think, these hoes are, let's, let's compare these hoes to a basketball player. Who the fuck are they? They're Ben Simmons. Oh, I'm 6'10". Oh, I'm 6'10", and I'm light-skinned. <laughs> I should just give me the contract. You get the contract, then you don't earn a contract, you lose the contract. They're like, no, but I'm still 6'10". They're like, bitch, you didn't learn nothing. The lack of OGs, it goes both ways. We talk about these young niggas doing dumb shit, shooting up shit, killing babies in the street, uh, getting arrested for dumbass crimes and doing football numbers. These hoes out here don't want to listen to nobody, listen to no old hoes, be like, no, bitch, you washed up. Nah, bitch, you ain't bad no more, bitch. I'm the hot bitch. Look at my followers. Look at all these niggas giving me money. But they don't realize, though, all them niggas giving you money, you ain't saved a dime of that money. You ain't managed your pussy right. Yeah. And on them all hoes, they got they got a 401k. They, whatever whatever the 401k is at hoeing, they got it. Bro. They got the crib. They got it. They got a nice little nest egg. They, they still got a career. Like, they, get, mm. they got a career. They got a business that they, that's actually going to profit them to win their no longer 25. They use that money. They use that money that the niggas was giving them. But they, they probably didn't even ask for the money. They say, the niggas try to give them money. They was like, you know what? Just buy me this, you know, this hair. So I can start selling hair. Let me tell you this story. It's a story that uh, tell TK Kirk on another podcast I was to. He told this story on his podcast. I think he even told it on The Breakfast Club. He was like, it was a, a girl that he knew that was fucking with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson gave her like $10,000, like after fucking with her for like uh, dating for her for like a week or some shit. And um, he was like, you know what? Pay your bills, pay your rent and whatever's left over, like half of it and then keep like a little bit for yourself and then give Mike back some money. She was like, I, she's like, I bet you that nigga will give you $100,000. But you know what she did? She said, fuck that. Now I'm taking this $10,000. And she was like, guess what? She never fucked with Mike Tyson again. She never hit that lick. She never got that amount of money again from Mike Tyson. And he was like, look, that's planning ahead. You got to think about it. How many, how many women does Mike Tyson probably do this for? Many. None of them probably get nothing back. So you just made yourself stand out. And you kind of solidified your place where he's like, yo, I could kind of trust her. She's not using me like everybody else is using me. Yeah. So he's going to be less likely to dispose of you because he's thinking that you are have some investment in him outside of just the money so that's just that was a that we don't know how that story would have played out maybe she gave the money back and she never fucked with mike again but i'm thinking that that's another that's a higher level of manipulation than just using your pussy which a nigga gonna get tired of fucking when he once he got two, two more bitches two other bitches in miami you know what i'm saying and you only learn that by being an old hoe in the game like you know what yeah, i'm saying like bro, you gotta, yeah. You got to teach that to the youth. But see, like I said, these kids, they don't want to fucking listen. They don't want to fucking t- listen to nobody else that came before them. Niggas been trying to keep young niggas out of prison forever. Like, look, nigga, dead or in jail, dead or in jail, dead or in jail. But what niggas keep doing? <laughs> the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And then what the what, niggas that what do, is the equivalent? What is the equivalent for dead or in jail for hoes? Bitches that do porn and they get burnt out. I'm trying to like that are in jail, only fans or or no, you get track. your pussy listen. Everybody knows this is this is this may be this may be wrong, this may be misogynistic, but everyone knows that seemingly the more bodies that you have, the more people that you're known to have fucked with. The value, not and that's not always true because well, I guess there's some nasty niggas that fuck, they'll want to run through bitches that every nigga done had. But it's like, 
you have to preserve some mystique about yourself sexually as a woman for that value to stay high. Like, oh, every nigga can have her. My price is this. You know what I'm saying? Like, every nigga ain't hit. Every nigga ain't. And that's, and that's definitely misogynistic, I'm not saying. But it's like, when you give up so much of yourself physically, there's a toll for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, men included, bro. Like, niggas, you know, we seen how fuck Lamar Odom went out. All these fucking rich-ass niggas that blow their money on bitches. Anton, like, niggas be doing the same thing. They spend all their money on bitches, impressing women, fucking all the bitches, and then be broke. You know what I'm saying? And and this is what I want to say when we're talking about it. There are there are there are so many formerly bad bitches that are fucking uh working at uh retirement homes being uh nurses and and and, and home aides and shit. Listen, being a bad bitch ain't a career. It's it's you gotta shout out to Kobe Bryant, you gotta prepare for that second act of life, you know. Even athletes. Oh, yeah, you see all the athletes. Oh, they're making all this million dollars. How many people go broke? We seen the ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah, you made $10 million a year for, for, for five years, but that was five years. You got the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And don't let your pussy be disabled. Don't know, ain't nobody that price going down. You ain't gonna be sucking dick for the penthouse. You're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be sucking, you're gonna be sucking dick for the uh, efficiency. You feel me? Uh-huh. It's a cold game, bro. They chew you up and spit you out when you play by those rules. Oh, come on now. Come on, son. That's a fact, though. That's why the hoes that last and the niggas that last is one that, that develop their mind. You know what I'm saying? Do some shit, do them do some shit from the neck above. And I ain't just talking about sucking dick. That's why you gotta give love to um what's uh what's shorty name? Um Corinne Stephens. Not correct. Corinne Stephens, but she, no, the other one, she's a... Uh, she she like forty. She got like a granddaughter and a daughter that's like a bad bitch. Uh, what's her name? Nikki Murphy. No, she was fucking with Ti. She was fucking with Ti. Ti was cheating. Uh, oh, Bernice Burgos. Bernice Burgos. Yep. She she definitely played the game right. You played the game right. Listen, now she's listen. I don't know what she. I don't know. I don't know what she sounds like. She just takes her pictures and goes, mm-hmm. and she's still fucking. We don't know who she fucking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think she was fucking with Drake, and Drake, you know, gave her a bought her band, Bentley, bought her all this shit, bought her car. You know what I'm saying? There's examples. There's examples how to do it right. And that bitch, that bitch. Let me not call it bitch. That young lady who was talking about still needing to be taken care of after she stopped fucking a nigga. That is not an example. Cause listen, these hoes don't know. Listen, hoes get used. The name ho is a tool. You get used and abused and then they leave you you can't put all that value you can't put all your eggs in one pussy basket it's just come on that might be a title pussy basket (laughs) you can't bro shit they bring money every day listen i ain't gonna lie in this cup it's been nothing but like pure tequila so it might get wild it might it might get wild man i'm in it Let's talk. Let's get to these topics then. So, whole time, uh, I wanted to I wanted to do a segment where I just read your tweets and you explain what the fuck you talking about. My tweets? Yeah, your tweets. <laughs> I'm down <laughs> for that because <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> all the time. Because like you, you sometimes you talk right cold. Now? 
You want to do that? We can do that right now. We can just go into the topic. Whatever you want to do, brother. I want to talk about my tweets first. All right, let's talk about your tweets. So, what what tweets that stood out to you, Chris? <laughs> Why did you say fuck Britney Spears respectfully? What did she do for you oh, to say fuck? Man. Everybody out here, free Britney, free Britney, free Britney, free Britney. <laughs> She's listen. That's why I said respectfully. I took that nigga just because it's like, I don't really need to fuck her. Obviously, she's in a bad situation. But I don't give a fuck about Britney Spears and how, how her family members are stealing her fortune because her ass went crazy one summer and shaved her head off and married four niggas and got divorced in a month and law, and can't take care of her kids. Listen, I'm sorry you got famous. I'm sorry you're getting exploited by your family, but it ain't my job to say free you, Okay. It's not like <laughs> it's not my job to say free you, okay, no, bro. Like free Britney, and then it's a lot of black. Listen, black people have a lot of ties to to black, you know, especially in our generation when Britney Spears popping. These white these these girls love Britney Spears. These gays love Britney Spears, but fuck Britney Spears. Like you mad because they, they she gets an allowance of thirty. She only gets an allowance of her thirty thousand dollars. And they, and they tell her what she can't spend. She can't have no more babies because they, t- listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, the, my job, we, we service the mental hospital out in Petersburg. Them people need to be free. Some, not all of them need to be free. Some people need to, be, some need to stay locked up. But I'm just trying to say, Britney Spears getting all this support when there's people that ain't got no support. So Brit, fuck Britney Spears. That's what I had to say about that. Fuck Britney Spears. Respectfully. All Free right. Britney. That bitch ain't locked up. Just living in Hollywood. All right, listen. All right. Um, the next one is, yo, you gotta look closely at these ultra tatted people's tats. There's always some bullshit in there, like a horrible portrait of their mom that looked like Michael Jackson. Well, what was your mind there? Where was your mind? <laughs> What's what tat did you say? Like, yo, that's garbage. It's a lot. Okay, so tattoo people are fetishized especially online. You ever see a meme and then there's just a tatted nigga in the background of the meme? You're like, yo, this, this ain't got shit to do with what you're talking about. You just put a tatted nigga or a tatted bitch or two tatted people. Like, okay. But what no one ever does is look closely at these tattoos. Go on your favorite tattoo okay. person. Go to any tatted person and look at their shit. You'd be like, that is a horrible... Like, you look because... And I know you know this because you spend a lot of money on your tattoos. You go yeah, to really did, good artists... Yeah. You, you go, you had multiple sessions, you sat down and you thought out your shit. A lot of these niggas is tatted, they got all this shit, especially the niggas got tatted fast. Be like, nigga, you went, especially in high school and shit, you, you got a whole sleeve in a month and cause you went to the nigga that's tattooed in his basement and you got a hella bullshit tat on your arm. I done seen niggas with people that don't even look like people, nigga noses crooked, fucked up, but, but when you back up and you zoom out, oh, that shit look tough. But niggas tattoos really be trash. That's a really come. Niggas tattoos really, and especially these NBA niggas, bro. And watching a lot of playoffs, you look at if you look closely at these niggas' tats, you like like Paul George. If you look at Paul George's tattoos, Paul George has horrible tattoos. Tell me what tattoo he has that he you has saw like that was like that was garbage. Nigga got like a you know every nigga that play hoop got a basketball tattoo. He got mm-hmm. like a basketball tattoo with like a whole son. I can't. It might not be Paul George. All I know is look at these niggas' tattoos. They're trash, especially NBA niggas, because you could tell. A lot of NBA niggas is corny. They just wanted to get the tattoo that look sweet on the court. They like, I just want to look hard. I just want to get more bitches. Bitches love tats. So they 
ultra speed up their tattoo process and niggas tattoos be dumb and stupid as fuck. Nigga have a PlayStation controller on his fucking wrist. Be like, what the fuck? Low hella logos. This nigga, and oh, this nigga, um, what's the wide receiver the Cowboys just drafted? Uh, Lamb. Yeah. This nigga yeah. has on his chest, ape don't, ape shouldn't kill ape from the Planet of the Apes movie. What? Say that again? Wait, wait. You remember the Planet of the Apes movie, right? Where the yeah. rule was like, ape shall not kill other ape. This nigga got that shit tatted on his chest. Big ass bold letters. When that whole movie is basically a racist ass movie about niggas, bro. Yes. This nigga go to Yeah, that was a wild one. I don't understand. You know what? When we get on, Terry, that's, oh, we got a fire concept. You know what we're going to do? What? We're just going to go around investigating niggas' tattoos and ask them what it's about. Like the bullshit ones. Bro, like this famous nigga niggas' tattoos. Eight shall not kill eight. Now, this one isn't a badly done tattoo, but nigga, are you calling yourself a monkey, bro? I mean, they do that in like, uh, what the cast and all of themselves apes. Hey, bro, you, you play you play, you play a very animalistic sport. Maybe you just identify with the ape. That's how you got through all them two day practices and you got yourself to the league. But my nigga, that whole movie is a is a damn near uh, allegory of slavery. <laughs> like that shit is about. You watched that shit upset me at one point when I was watching the last one. I was like, these niggas, they making the monkeys niggas. They're the monkeys <laughs> niggas. Yeah. You remember that time when the new one came out and that nigga D-Ray was like, are they trying to clap at me? Because the, 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 the they monkey put the was vest wearing... on the nigga? Yeah, they put the blue vest on him. All I know is niggas' tattoos are trash and bitches fall for it every day. And niggas fall for it every day. Horrible tattoos. I used to I used to love um I used to love Mr. Twerk song. Right from Twerk Team, she has the worst tattoos. Even Cardi B, so Cardi B got the worst that she got a big ass peacock on her ass. She got the peacock to cover up some other bullshit. She had people have bad tattoos. They go to the hood nigga in the basement and in my apartment and they get fucked up tattoos. And I speak from personal experience because I don't got fucked up tattoos. I didn't have my tattoos infected. I didn't have them not take. I'm trying to tell you, these niggas got fucked up tattoos and they think they're sweet, but they're not. That's it. All right, I got two more. You ready? Okay, we can go to the, the topics. I just took the shit of a champion. A champion shit. I know it's a lyric, but did you really just take a shit at that point? I didn't think that was a I didn't know that was a lyric. It just like champion shit, champion shit. shit. Oh, it's not a lyric? That's off the top? That's off the dome? I was off the top because like championship and championship, if you say it real fast, sound I just championship. Championship, championship. So I took the shit of a champion. It was a champion shit. <laughs> and I did just take a shit. You ever take a really good shit, like a healthy, heavy dookie? It was like, <laughs> I, have, yes. I felt like I should have been, I felt like I should have been awarded for that shit. It was like a very beautiful bowel movement. And I felt some type of way. That's why. Championship, yes. Championship. <laughs> okay. All right, so this is on uh, March 28th, 2021. The amount of black people sitting in these rocking chairs outside with the eye emojis, the barrel experiment. 
So I want to know what was your experience like at the barrel? We never talked about it. Oh yes, I went to the barrel. If people don't listen to no Cracker Barrel, we've had ongoing debates on Twitter and and, and um, about Cracker Barrel and the racist vibes people get from there and shit like that. I haven't been to Cracker Barrel a lot, but I fed into the jokes. And one morning, uh, I was going to Cracker Barrel. I was like, you know what? Let's go to Cracker Barrel. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We were supposed to film this and make content out of it. So I was starting that process. So we went to Cracker Barrel. It was a lot of black people sitting out front on the rocket chairs, like just hanging out. Sunday, so, so, so tell me, there is really just multiple rocking chairs in front of the restaurant. There's rocking chairs like like the plant like a plantation porch. <laughs> it's like rocket chairs, right? Okay. Everybody been to one, you know. There's there's rocket chairs and people sit there probably wait for the table to get called, whatever. And I was just analyzing, so I was tweeting my process. So we went up, niggas. It was way more black people there than any any other race at at uh oh at a, not old country at the barrel. Walk in the barrel, it's a store up front, boom, 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 boom. Then it's a lot of niggas in line waiting to try to go to the host. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody shopping in that bitch. Then the uh, whole time I didn't even get to eat because the wait was like an hour. Oh, what time you try to go? You try to go breakfast and I was around like what? It was bre- it was time. It, it was Saturday morning between nine and eleven. It was peak. We even I even tried to go to IHOP after that, and that shit was even stupider. I was like, yeah, we just gonna go to the grocery store and make breakfast. But um, definitely racist vibes, the rocking chairs. It's giving you plantation, old time, you know what I'm saying? Mm. When, when America was great, that's what it felt like, you know what I'm saying? So, but all I know is niggas outnumber white people like five, five to one, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, mm. it was very bad. And um, niggas was trying to get the barrel. And unfortunately, I believe my tweets after that was like, damn. Didn't even get to taste the food. Didn't even do that. So we sat. Hey, we didn't have even get the taste of food. Didn't even get the taste of food. My my one time going to Cracker Barrel years and years ago, on a road trip with the family to South Carolina. I remember I got the grits, and the grits was pretty good. That's all I really remember about Cracker Barrel. I mean, those nigger grits. I really think they're slaves back there making this stuff. They got they got you know all this. You remember Juneteenth? They freed the last niggas. It's some niggas in the back of Cracker Barrel that still don't know they're free. You can't see the kitchen. Niggas still. And if you look on the fucking the logo, it's a nigga. <laughs> it's the whip, right? It's the whip. The, 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 the it's cracker. It's a nigga with a whip. This shit gonna change just like Angel Mama in the future. We just gotta call more attention to it. That's a wild. The fact that they, they, the fact that it, it outlasted this whole movement is wild. Like, bro, Cracker, bro, it's a white man. Leaning on a barrel with his feet crossed, and it's called Old Country. I don't see no whip on this one. Oh, the K, the, the it looked like it's whip because the K and the R are connected by, by something that looked like a whip. It's an old racist man sitting on a barrel because it's not overtly racist, but it looks racist to me. I already got the vibes. I already got the vibes. Bro, if you go on the website, it's niggas sitting on the chairs in the pictures. Yeah, man. Didn't get my full barrel experience, but the little bit that I did get, uh, there's a lot of niggas in the rocking chairs. 
So I think we're going to, that's going to be our newest installment. It's just to, you know, read some of your tweets, just to see where your mind was at and decipher some of those mm -hmm. tweets, you know? Sometimes you're talking Cole and sometimes you're talking Terry. So yeah, yeah, talking, yeah. Talking I don't know what's going <laughs> there is no context. But you know what be like in the My other Twitter was even worse than I think about it because niggas would be asking me, like, nigga, what the fuck did you talk about? I remember the other one, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially when I would be up at 5 a.m., like watching the sunrise and shit. I would be walking, like, from, I'll be walking from uh somewhere. You know, like, because in Richmond, at 5 a.m., ain't nothing moving. So you can just no, walk yeah, in the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would just be walking down the middle of the street, watching the sun come up in Richmond and, you know, tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it's there for, right? Like Twitter is for you to get off random thoughts, you know, it's turned into a different monster, but that was the, the beginnings of Twitter. Just like Instagram was for random photos and for photography. Now it's yes. reflecting Instagram and all the other shit. So, you know, you. I, I, I appreciate you still keeping it. You keeping it pure, in what Twitter mm -hmm. that social media platform is for. Yeah, man. You know, like it's it's definitely more, man. What Twitter was when we started on there is not what it is. What Instagram was, it ain't no more. It's it's definitely more. And then I don't even know what's going on, on TikTok, but TikTok. Some TikToks be cool. I can't even lie. I'm just not gonna make a TikTok. I mean, this this is a good um, segue into the topics, you know, as we, you know, uh, get in, you know, get back in the swing of things. You know, I you said TikTok. Are you aware of what uh, the black creators on TikTok are doing? Oh yes, and I love it. I love it. They stopped by creating uh, choreography, right? Yes. I I love it. I love that they're doing that, man. It's a uh, if, you know, we say black people can't get along to do for, for nothing, right? You know, in terms of like, you know, people stealing our content, our creation. So the fact that they're doing that and the, the, the white creators on there and the other, you know, creators of different, you know, ethnicities, they're not, they, they, they're not able to steal our swag and our sauce so they can't do the dances anymore. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I love that, that they're doing that, you know? It's, people talk about like, well, let's boycott this, let's boycott that. These niggas on TikTok, this, the youth, they really bought the shit. Listen, I've seen, I've seen the products of white minds on TikTok. And it, it, I'm like, y'all just ain't got the juice. Like y'all really have no sauce. Y'all have no juice. Y'all don't know how to move your bodies. Like I seen this one white girl and someone said that she was actually, she was trying to recreate some choreography that black people did, and it didn't even look the same. Her, her body did not move the way that them young kids was doing it, and it's hilarious. Yeah, man. Hilarious. It's, I just remember, it, it's a distinct to me, like when, let's say when T.I. called the black community to ban Gucci, or, you yeah. know, Gucci, and that lasted, uh, 35 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why you gotta, you gotta respect the youth, man. You gotta be with the youth. You gotta be with the youth. 100%. And um, 
speaking of the youth, you know, we haven't we have, we haven't given Shakari Richardson her flowers yet, but we know she's been in the news. Yeah, uh, man. you know, uh, from you know one uh, qualifying quali qualifying for the Olympics, and then two getting in trouble because she uh, smoked a little weed. You know, in a state in a state where weed is recreationally legal, is what yeah. I heard. Yeah, she it's, was smoking in Oregon. It's so like it's out. It's, it's outdated rules made by people who are sniffing coke and putting things in their butts when they get high. You know what I'm saying? Sodomites. 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 Are making these what? That was wild, son. <laughs> they get Bro. high and put things in their butt. All right. Bro, these people who are making these rules, like the NAF, the Commission of Track and the U.S. Olympic Committee, all these people, they are having the nastiest of drug parties, okay? That's a fact, okay? I saw Wolf Wall Street. I know what the fuck they're doing. And okay. um, she she emerged on the scene, like she she had been pro, but this was her coming out party. She, she performed very well at the Olympic trials, qualified for the 100 meter, was preparing, you know what I'm saying, to try to compete for gold, you know what I'm saying? But, and she got suspended for, I guess this was it 30 days a month. So she's gonna miss the uh, first part of her, uh, she won't be able to compete in her individual event. She seemed like she will be able to compete in the relay, but it's right. like the time it makes me, uh, time it makes me upset. Obviously, you know, she knew the rules. She probably shouldn't have been doing it, but marijuana is medicine. Marijuana has healing properties. Marijuana has relaxation properties. For athletes, especially, there's so many ways marijuana can help you and not give you an unfair advantage against the competition, okay? You know what I'm saying? Smoking weed is not making you run faster. It's just a fact, okay? But mm -hmm. um, the backlash that people, the backlash that she getting, I understand people critiquing her for, for uh, making this mistake, you know, and we'll call it a mistake because she did get some uh, punishment, but I think she deserves so much grace in it, bro. Marijuana is legal. Marijuana isn't taboo anymore. Marijuana isn't something that should take away opportunities from you in an athletic sport. You know what I'm saying? There's leagues, baseball, hockey. They don't even test for marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's unfortunate. And um, I think people need to chill the fuck out and cut her some slack. But also, code her account. You know what I'm saying? Let her recognize that, okay, these are the rules that they plan by. You kind of got to understand what they're trying to do to you especially when you got all this shine recently from your performance. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, right. The spotlight's on you even more now. You know what I'm saying? If she wouldn't have performed well, I bet you she would have never been tested. If she would have came in third or been, you know what I'm saying, the, the runner-up and not the, the one in the front, maybe it wouldn't have been so much. There wouldn't have been so much scrutiny on her. Yeah. So you just got to know what rules they play. You got to know what rules these people playing by. Man. You said 100% correctly, brother. I think the yeah, only thing I would have had to add is I, I appreciate that she took accountability for it. And she was like, you know what? I did I did it. I'm not going to, you know, apologize for what I did because I know what I did. And I will face a repercussion for it. You know, I, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I ain't going to fight nobody's crusade if they, you know, if they were, they knew they were wrong. Yeah. And, you know, it is, like you said, it's an outdated system run by people that get high and put things in their butt. So, 
<laughs> I call them side mics. So, so, uh, oh. that, you know, salute to her, man. And she, she's, if she's still able to, you know, win and get a gold this, uh, this summer, yeah. you know, then it's, it's, it's still a win in my book, man. I think she can turn this negative into a positive too, man. Like I'm sure there's a lot of weed companies and a lot of endorsements that she could probably get off of this. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to take your lumps, but who knows, you could definitely flip this into something like marijuana is very lucrative right now. And, um, you know, the Olympics isn't the only uh, world world track meet, you know what I'm saying, world world competition is going on for the rest of, you know what I'm saying, for the, for the near future, you know, so she'll have a chance to redeem herself on the world stage in her individual events again. So shout out to Shikari, uh, best of luck to her and fuck them people that get high and put things in their butts. Um, not not gay people, just the the, the, the rule makers that are hypocrites. Um, what else was it? Hypocrites. And talk about hypocrites. Bill Cosby. <laughs> He's free. Bill's free. Bill's free. I'm not celebrating his freedom. You know, uh, it's a, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, um, I'm sure there's mixed in there some conspiracy shit. You know, what I'm saying some plot, but. It's it's pretty well documented that he was drugging people, you know. And yeah. I cannot stand by that behavior. I don't want to stand by Bill Cosby. And he was really coming down hard on young people, you know, for for how hip hop and how people was moving, you know. He and he seemed like the biggest hypocrite, you know what I'm saying? So how you feel about Bill? Mm. Excuse me. Um yeah, man, um, this is just not a, ba a battle I want to fight. And mm -hmm. I will not fight this one. Um, he's free off of technicality. And then, you know, I only respect his lawyer for doing what he was paid to do and finding technicality. You know what I'm saying? Like, the case was a little, it was a little fishy. I will say mm -hmm. it was a little fishy. I'm not even talking about like the he was buying ABC shit. Like, you look at the court documents and like, stories were changing up and you know people were you know uh not truthful in a lot of her statements and so that's where i'm at with it like you know he got out and off technicality and salute to him i can't get i can't get mad about it my only thing about it i'm when i think about it he's accused of sexually assaulting like 80 white women which i think in the grand scheme of things is fucking nuts that they didn't bury this nigga 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying if he was really out here being super nasty, like you know, I'm about to go my bad. I'm about to get I'm about to get serious right now. Right now. Ahead, right? Black women get sexually assaulted all the time, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's sad that like it had to take all these white women to come out out of nowhere to say that, you know, Bill Cosby assaulted him, assaulted them for for the story to even be what it is today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, I don't even think Bill would even be in a situation if he, he was, he would be in if he was like sexually assaulting white women. I mean, black women. Black women. And yeah. I only say that, and I only say that because do you remember the story of the white man raping like a hundred white, hundred black women and giving them AIDS? It was in like yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, we don't we don't hear anything about that story. You know what I'm saying? 
like there was a black white man sexually assaulting and raping black women over like a hundred of them. I can't, I think that over a hundred of them. And yeah, that wasn't even on the mainstream news. That wasn't even on CNN. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to hear about it on social media. So my, my only qualms about it is just, I just don't believe Bill raped over a hundred white women. And he wasn't buried under the jail. Yeah. It's kind like of like my technicality. He got off of a technicality and he was accused of raping over 80, 80 white women. I don't I believe he's nasty and he did some of the shit that they told him like he was drugging women. Like like I agree with you there. I just don't know if I trust him drugging 80 or so white women. Chris, do you trust 80 white women in no. your life? Would you trust 80 white women with anything in your life? No, no. You have expressed on this podcast a lot of time your mistrust, distrust, untrust. Like I trust certain white women. Like a, like one of my coworkers, like she's a white woman. Like I, I really I rock with her. She's cool. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And um, but that's one in a few. So in there this in this in this in this situation, hey, they have a track record. I'm sorry. In this situation, like you just think about it, like bro, they 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 murdered. Emmett Till because a white woman said she looked he looked at her you know aggressively whistled or whatever. whatever whistled at her so the fact that they're saying like and Bill Cosby was in the sixties and seventies where it still was mad racist so the fact that like eighty white women said he came out there and sexually assaulted them and he's not and he got off off uh, technicality it's just it's mm-hmm. I mean if you just if you just be objective it looks weird to me. You know what I'm saying there's a it's a lot of funny it's fishy smelly stuff around all of this yeah and it's kind of I'm not going like listen I ain't riding with Bill Cosby you know what I'm saying like I ain't that's not the hill to die on if you just be objective we can be objective and look at things it just mm-hmm. it's a little fishy it's a little fishy that's all yeah it makes me feel like I go back to my fuck Britney Spears tweet right <laughs> Britney Spears <laughs> is a victim sure yeah but fuck her you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's 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 wild to say, but on my on my uh on the hierarchy of my concerns, these white women that may have or may have not been sexually assaulted by a rich and famous black man throughout the 70s and 80s, I have empathy, but it's just you know, it's not that deep, you know, it's not, it's not that deep. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a flawed human. I'm not, I'm not a tree hugger. I'm not an animal rights person. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So I can disconnect myself from some people's struggle, mm-hmm. which white people do all the time, which everyone does all the time. You know what I'm saying? We don't feel every pain. If I sat here and cared about all the pain in the world, I would never get out of bed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Bill Cosby, we ain't down on that hill. Um, just reporting news. Yeah. Yeah. He back, he's back on the streets, you know, 80 years. He's a wild like, nigga, son. He's a wild nigga just for like yeah. doing the little bro. He'll, he's, he'll listen, wild nigga. I kind of joked about that on stage the other night. I was like, I knew he was getting out when he did that. Huh? He was like, I'm gonna sit down for two years and I'm gonna get out. But um, you know, whatever you want to say, he's not going back to jail. You know what I'm yep. saying? He will probably live the rest of his life with his money in his Phillips, Pennsylvania home. You know what I'm saying? But I did want to just real quick talk about Felicia Rashad supporting him. It's like, 
I'm not immediate. I'm not immediately gonna uh, shit on Felicia Rashad for supporting someone who she has love for. You know, we all have loved ones that do fucked up things, and sometimes we're in denial about how fucked up they are. You can't. I'm a human, and I understand humans on a level. And Felicia Rashad is such a prominent person and, and such a, a, a icon in her own right that I'm not gonna shit on her because she's supporting her friend that she's been that she's known for 40 years. But she's going through that training in Howard, and hopefully she she gets some type of understanding of why maybe her support can demean the the fight for victims' rights and sexual assault. You know what I'm saying? I can see that side. So sure. you know. It's just, it is what it is, man. I mean, listen, I think we're ready to have a conversation, but I don't think a lot of uh, people are ready to have a conversation about the vitriol, or I never said the word, that just the- Like, the, like hate? Yeah, the hate that like our community gives to our own people about just having, just not uh, having, you know, ideas and thoughts that are not that don't fit the uh, black and mainstream narrative, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's nasty. You know, you're you're willing to cancel like Felicia Rashad or you know, you t- like if you saw like the quotes they were talking to her crazy, son. And then and then and now you're giving like you're giving you're giving access to people not of our community to talk to our talk to her crazy too, which I don't appreciate either. So like I told, I've been, I've been, I've been on this tip for like years, like not years, maybe years. Like I was like, I'm not gonna talk bad about black people in public. In public, you know what I'm saying like I like that. Yeah. Like even Shakira, like I wasn't about to entertain calling her any type of names or retweeting stuff about her being stupid. But if you like look, that. bro, but if you look, bro, there was a certain demographic of black people that was talking crazy about her, son. It was like it was people of the Jamaican uh, ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? So, or and y'all saying, smoke the most weed. You know, that's y'all the cash crop. It's like, bro, when you become when you become um, just real objective on certain things, you're like, especially with black people, you're like, yo, what what is going on here? So I'm like, especially like they really like people really do do not fuck with black Americans. Like we have anything to do with? Yeah, there's a lot of negative shit that black like, like we like like nigga, I didn't choose to grow up here. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't choose to be born black. I didn't choose to be born in America. I didn't choose, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing the best I can. And we can always pick out stories of people doing fuck shit and try to sweep it over to everybody. You're right. And I, the majority of black people I know are hardworking, good people who are just trying to do the best for themselves and their family. And I don't want the black American uh, stereotypes to go over all of us because I know too many good black people. But when we see someone do some fucked up shit, they should be punished. And they tried to punish Bill. They couldn't. What am I supposed to do about it? I ain't no lawyer. I ain't no judge. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to punish police for side for literally saying nice things about someone who's probably been nothing but, like I'm saying, just psychologically. Bill yeah. Cosby has probably been nothing but nice and gracious and loving to Felicia Rashad. So, whether she's right or wrong in her response, you can understand why she would say nice things about her friend not being imprisoned. Like, she never saw Bill rape nobody. She was never there. All she knows is the side she knows. And not to say the other side don't exist, but come on. Come on. She's been conditioned for 40 years by good things. And when you're conditioned, you're conditioned. We're conditioned to things that we're conditioned. Let me ask you a question. 
what? which case which case got the uh white community hotter oj or bill oh oj because oj slipped that bitch head off i mean dang. <laughs> <laughs> oj because oj was I, yeah, huh? Yeah, because OJ, because I remember OJ, my mother told me a story about um the OJ trial when I was a kid, when I was a baby or whenever it happened. Like I was like, I was like happy or like I was clapping and saying, OJ free. Like I was like, black people saw that as a victory. You know what I'm saying? Even though he wasn't, he didn't identify as black as a black person, you know what I'm saying. Um I think OJ's because they OJ 30 years ago, they still fucking on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Bill is like. It, it, I don't know, man. It hasn't. I don't. Maybe the ripples haven't been as crazy as OJ because OJ really killed somebody. You know, he was just victimizing women. I think that 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 pure blonde. What? I'm not gonna talk shit about the victims. Yeah, man. Uh, I think OJ. I think OJ. All right. We'll see. The bill. The bill. The, like I said, the ripples for the bill shit haven't really. Yeah, been it's yet. still rippling. But it was mad, boy. It was mad on on Twitter, boy. I tell you that, man. Yeah, man. They're not even Harvey Weinstein. They mad at him when he didn't do anything. It was the the prosecutors, the 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 people that are paid to keep him in jail. They moving nasty. And what what do you think a good lawyer, defense lawyer, is gonna do? Find a loophole to get his client out of fucking jail, bro. This was else I was thinking while we was talking about the shit, bro. Just. I can't, I can't gear myself up to ride for the legal system. You know what I'm saying? I cannot gear myself yeah. up to be in support of the legal system. I, I'm not gonna be like the, the lawyers and the, the judges, and I'm not and the prosecutors. I, I cannot. I'm not gonna sit here and root on prosecutors, judges, and the American legal system. I'm just not gonna. So. That also makes me conflicted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, this man did something bad, but I know how I know how the legal system is. I know how probation works. I know how corrections is. I know how the sentencing goes for black people. I know all of this. So how am I gonna sit here and be like, damn, uh, I support bro, prosecutors? Bro, like this is being objective again. This nigga's accused of raping 80 women. He only <laughs> had 10 years. So they only gave him 10 years. That's life. Mm-hmm. I know he's 80 something years or years already, but like, bro, that's a mass rapist. You that is a serial rapist. Serial rapist. You shouldn't get 10 years regardless of your age if you uh, uh, sexually assaulted and raped and molested 80 women. It's like just just being objective to the math don't math for me. Like I said, the you math math. Bill yeah, Cosby is nasty. Don't take my words like I'm saying he's not nasty. Yeah, Just yeah, say yeah. like, yo, what the fuck is going on? We're putting Bill to the side and we're talking about the, the workings of the case. Yeah, let's get off of Bill. I think we they might- give niggas 20 years for weed, Terry. Yeah, I know. Like I said, the sentencing, how am I supposed to sit here up here and ride for the legal system? I can't. I'm, how am I supposed to sit here and say the legal system got something wrong when they get everything wrong? They get, they get so much wrong that it's more wrong than right. You know what I'm saying? Come on, son. All right. The legal system. The legal system. They gave Take K how long? <laughs> how long they, they locked like Take 50. They gave Take K 50. Like 50. They give other murderers 10. 
murderers don't die in jail. You know that, right? Most murderers, I listen to a murder podcast every week. Most murderers do not die in jail. Okay, but you, you know what I'm saying? Most rapists, most people that molest people, they get out of jail. They do not spend their entire lives in jail. Okay, that's just a fact. So take that up with, take that up with your local uh, circuit court or some shit. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> I think the last thing, uh, lighter note, um, still talking about people from an older generation. Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown had a versus battle. It was epic. I enjoyed every moment of it. I was confused at some points. Uh, Pleasure P and Tank wound up. Pleasure P wound up on the stage at some point in the night. Yeah, they did. Um, but thoroughly entertained. Bobby Brown, one of my favorite artists of all time. Keith Sweat, more of a legend. I, I grew in my appreciation for his legend through this versus. I knew about all the work he had done and the careers he had helped make, but I didn't know to the extent. And this was good for my soul. Oh yeah. And I rewatched it. I didn't watch it live because I was out, but I rewatched it. Uh, I believe yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And um, couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah, man. Listen, it's legends. You know, we we could we say we're R and B niggas, and R and B niggas are on the stage. You got to give your attention to R and B niggas, man. Yes, you do. Bobby Brown, one of the greatest of all time. I'm just happy to see him in great spirits. To be honest, bro. Mm-hmm. I think that that man has been through a lot, bro, in terms of losing losing Whitney, losing his daughter, and losing his son, mm-hmm. all to drugs and shit. Like, yo, he's been through a lot, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to see him in good spirits and still he still got a nice little two three step combination yeah. as we see it's going crazy on Instagram, uh, you know, going viral. Uh, I love that. That was some footwork. That was some footwork. Footwork was crazy, bro. That's not an footwork. easy combination. That was a listen. Home again by New Edition is if I had to pick three albums to go to a oh, uh, to out to a, 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 a what's the name of an island with me and listen. Mm-hmm. That's all I can listen to. I'm listening to Home Again. By home New Again Edition. is amazing, amazing. It's, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. It's not even like it's it's one of their most underrated albums, and it's probably one of their best albums. But that's mm-hmm. neither here or there. But like Bobby Brown is a legend. Keith Sweat is a legend, bro. Like you know what I'm saying, like. He put on a show even if he wasn't trying to put on a show. Oh, Keith Sweat, bro. Keith Sweat. First of all, his second outfit, I want to wear that. (laughs) (laughs) My man, first of all, he came out, he still got the bedazz. That's a 90s cut suit with the, with the, I don't even know how, that was that blazer, that that, that 90s cut. And you see, Keith Sweat still like, he got, he getting shaped, you know what I'm saying? And, um, he had on, he was, he was fly. I liked it. Bobby went more street, you know, Bobby more street, even though Keith Sweat street threatened to, he told the, the DJ, not the mellow, DJ Cassidy that he wouldn't mind, probably would have robbed him back in the day. So I, I'm definitely confirmed. A lot of RB niggas, former street niggas. That's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? We know this. Yes. You know so I love the threat. There, there, there's a tweet from you about everything. If Keith Sweat doesn't get a Beijing endorsement deal, they're leaving money on the table. Bro, because as a man, as a man who cuts hair, who has been in plenty of barbershops, barbershop, that man had Jing thoroughly applied. Okay. Yeah, I he saw had it too. Healthy, healthy coat. 
I said if it, if it wasn't running by its uh, running on its head in an hour, they did a good job. They did. I think that's what they took. That they took an intermission halfway through. I think he got he, he got it touched up. He made sure that it was on there intact. Whoever did it, you know what I'm saying. The line wasn't the sharpest. Maybe it was the camera quality, whatever. But he repping because you know that man got gray hair. He know he got gray hair. Yeah, he shouldn't be full black. Like he shouldn't be full black at fifty. See. But see, black men have more loyalty to Beijing than just for men. Because just for men, they got that salt and pepper dye to keep you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like you want to keep some of the gray, but you knocking some of the some of it out. Beijing just turn your shit like jet black. And bro, you're 50. We know your shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, by your use of Beijing, we know your shit is not jet black. That's what I'm trying to say. But um mm-hmm. I love the, the Beijing went along with the verses. Like it helped add to the nostalgia of the verses like because you would expect of course you would expect Q sweat to be beijing down you know what i'm saying if it's you know what i'm saying if it's oh yeah yeah but uh, i enjoyed it great great i'm gonna definitely have my keep sweat playlist updated and uh my bobby brown i i had all of bobby brown shit that he played i believe you know what i'm saying and you know, Tenderoni is will always forever be one of my favorite songs of all time. So they those two men, they have a lot of I want to say illegitimate children because it's not like they fucking these like, but there's a lot of babies made off their music. Oh yeah. So they can oh, yeah. contribute it to a generation of children, especially Keith Sweat. So salute to them, man. Um as we in as we uh, end this episode, well, this was supposed to be our topic of the week, but you know. Oh yeah, please hit like this because this is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah. So this topic of the week. So you know, uh, me and Terry, we're reality TV niggas, you know, and um, I'm uh, watching a show. I've been, I've been a fan of this show called Love by the Lockup, and this uh, this season there is a black man named Deontay from Virginia Beach. Seven five seven, and um, the cop. Before I show this clip, I'm gonna show this clip on the uh, on the Zoom, so we can see it as a as a team. But mm-hmm. I just we want to. He he's, he's he fell in love with a, a a woman in jail. She's a white woman. It's neither here neither here or there about in her race. But I wanted to discuss about you know. His level of horniness, and we've, it's we've had astronomical levels. It's at astronomical levels, you know. <laughs> unhealthy. It's unhealthy, and it's it's getting to the point where he needs somebody to tell him, like, "Yo, you're going out bad. You're going out sad for this woman you don't know that's in jail. It's not even like a woman he met in the street, like it's organic." And there's nothing wrong about finding someone you love in jail. Let's 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 stop. Let's say that, that again. There. There's nothing wrong about if you find your love in jail. Your love is in jail, locked up. You know, there's nothing wrong, right? You know, okay. love is love, right? Okay. I'll I'll but, I'll accept that. But he's just going a little bit too crazy for me. That's <laughs> a little bit. So I'm about to show my screen. Let's see. 
Terry, can you see the screen of the YouTube? Yes, I can. All right. This is just a preview of Deontay and Nicole's love. Let's go. My name is Deontay. Share with this beautiful button. Turn the volume up. I'm in the wine Oh. Oh, why is that just slow? That's good. Hey, Deontay, you got a little jean vest. He has a jean sweater, jean vest with sweater sleeves and a hoodie on it. I like that. Regular as white people. I can't stand shallow people. There we go. Wouldn't expect her to be the type of person to rob somebody, you know? But looks can be Now, the screen looks a little frozen, but can you hear me? You look frozen too. Okay. Oh, look at that picture of you. <laughs> now, I don't know how the audio works, but hopefully the, we will check and make sure y'all can hear that. But I heard that. Beyonce has problems. He has a thing for... You said he has what, Terry? He has a problem. Okay. He has a thing for regular white women. And it seems like he'll do whatever... <laughs> it seems like he'll do whatever it takes to get a regular white woman. Okay? Now, I don't know if it's love, but I know it's unhealthy. And it seems like a one-way... You know what I'm saying? One-way transactional relationship. Yeah. Now, this woman is a is in prison. You know, I'm not gonna hold that against her. You said that love, you could find love in prison, but he seems to be giving more than he's getting. You know what I'm saying? And it seems to be because his lack of sex, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's his horny levels are at astronomical levels. Later on, we um, find out he hasn't had sex in a year and a half. Listen, unsafe levels. <laughs> That it is the that the level of horny he's at seems to be unsafe for him, and he might snap. Okay, and it seems like he he chose instead of to snap, he chose to 
put all of his energy into this woman. Yeah. All of his energy. You never put all of you don't put all of your energy into a woman. You know what I'm saying? Nope. I don't. That's that's not safe for you or her. And the fact that she's white, it's, it's like two. It's like two factors. First of all, it's not player to be giving all this to, to the woman, and for a black man to be giving it to a white woman makes it even worse. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm you. You got me tapped in. I'm gonna watch the show now. <laughs> so, Terry, so, say, say this, so, say this is one of our friends, right? We know this is going to happen, but let's say we hypothetically have a friend who's going out potentially sad like this. Do you let him just fall on his <laughs> face and go out sad, or you got like, tell, like, I think it's, it's, I think it's all right as friends to tell our friend, yo, you got to do better. You're going out sad right now. I think you have to say that word. That the going out sad part really nails it home. Like from my point of view, from a, everyone's point of view, you are going out sad. If it was my friend, um, I'm gonna use another. I'm gonna use a nine day fiance reference. You know Michael, the Nigerian, and um, yeah. Angela. Michael has friends in Nigeria that have been telling him the whole time. Look. She's a nasty woman. She's vulgar. And every chance they get, they tell him, right? Michael's friends have not. And we see how Michael and Angela are going right now, right? Yeah. Going down with trajectory. Like, so I would be just yeah. like them. Every time that you bring up this relationship, I'm not going to talk down to you, but I'm going to express to you the real. You're doing too much. This is, I don't think this is fully love. I think you're going to get taken advantage of. I think you're going out sad. I think you're just really going. And I think you just take him to a strip club. Not just strip club. Because strip club, that's not the real thing. You want your man to find some real love, a real relationship. You don't need to try to find him somebody. Set him. Listen, Chris, back in the day, you set me up or you put me on situations where like, okay, I'm going to introduce you to this girl and just let things happen. I think that's what you need to do. You need to try to find him another girl. Because... If you take her away, there's still an emptiness. He's in too deep, though. He's in too deep, though, well, brother. He's in too deep. How you pull him out? You 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 just gonna let him just stay down that deep? I got. That's I got. We gotta. We gotta have an intervention. We gotta have a whole intervention. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta pull over seats. You know what I'm saying? We gotta say, hey, give me your debit card. Let's look up your transactions. You know what I'm saying? Like. This man said he makes about $50,000 a year. He spent about 20 to 30 on her already. That's why you gotta, yes, you need to have a whole intervention with a presentation. Like, yeah. Cause you gotta make it real logical to him. Cause the horniness is blinded. It's like they say, um, uh, <laughs> horniness has made him blind to a lot of things. You're giving more than any man should give to a woman in prison. That's not your wife or nothing, mother of your children or nothing. You giving her so you have more no than emotional half of your ties income? to her. He's giving her more than half of his income. It's just oh, you know it's crazy. I'm not crazy, but I read the Bible, and this is my biggest spiritual segment. I read about love. It's in the Bible. It said, "Love is not boastful. Love is not proud. Love is not." Da, da, da. 
It's, that's in the Bible, right? It tells you all the things that love are. Love, that, love is not tricking and spending half your income on a jailed person, okay? That's not love. You gotta, you gotta, because in his head, he thinks he's doing this out of love. You have to show him that what he thinks is love is not love. It's horny. He thinks it's love. Yeah. And the problem is, I think he has been, he has been willingly celibate. Like, he's not even, like, pleasuring himself. Oh, you know what I'm saying? God damn, that's really bigger. <laughs> you, how do you think straight? How can you think, hey, nigga? You yeah. make the worst decisions in your life when you're full of cum. You heard me? Man. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. When you're full of semen, you cannot make good decisions. You can't make good business decisions. You can't make good life. I couldn't even go grocery shopping if, if I was just full of cum all the time. Yeah, we... I don't know what you gotta do like without telling them something. Like you, you might have to tell them like, "Yo, look, go beat your dick real, real quick, bro." Like you know bro. what I'm saying? Like we'll leave the crib. Go beat your dick. Go. You you gotta get that net out because you're not thinking logically. Chris, you're at some point in your life. If you're not um, coming, you will start to have nocturnal emissions. You will have wet dreams. Your body will get rid of it. If you don't do nothing with it, it will just start to pump it out of your body. That should tell you that it's unhealthy to just keep all that inside of you. Then you get a fucking reg. Then you get a regular white woman and give her twenty thousand dollars of your hard yeah. money, and she's a she's a convict. This is just as bad as those women who do all this stuff for the men in jail that men manipulate. And then you got to think about that part. It's not like she she. I'm not going to judge her. I haven't seen the show. She could be doing all this as a manipulation. You told me that she's talking to other dudes, right? She is, yeah. So then add that on top. You're not even the only one. Well, he don't know he's... She, she quote unquote, she says she loves him, but she's still outside. That's basically what she said. Listen, she's going to get out of jail and she's going to spread that pussy around, brother. And then what you going to do? Your $20,000 investment that's not a good investment, brother. Mm -mm, bad way to spend 20 bands. Bad. I think you, you, you hit on the head. You got to get all your receipts, get all your evidence, and, and intervene. Like, have a whole presentation for him. You got to. Because that's my friend. I got to stop him from making bad decisions like this. Yeah, because, it, it, listen, he is a representation of you in, your, in our friend group. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if my man is out here going sad in these streets, going outside in these streets, I'm not, I'm I'm going outside. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna be like, look, you're not like they're gonna be talking to me crazy. Like, look, how can I even be your friend? If you like, like your man, your man. Sad out here. like you're not even a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, bro, you're going outside and you gotta tighten up, bro. Like, but I think the the, the very good, like you have to swap her out for somebody that's healthy for him. Cause from from what I saw from that clip, it just seems like he's giving an, an unhealthy amount of himself to this woman, which is more than which in the end, which it will come to an end, because this is not gonna last. Um, in the end, 
he's going to be on the losing side. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want your friend to lose. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. don't want your friend to take an L romantically. You know, like, that's why people are so protective over their friends and relationships. Like, girls are notoriously this way. They'll be very wary of niggas when they come around. You know what I'm saying? They'll be watching for tendencies and behaviors to, to whether they're going to hurt their friend. And she's showing all signs, and you're he's making himself mad vulnerable because he ain't bust no nut. And it sucks that it comes down to sex all the time, but this would seem like that's the truth. So we go. I'm gonna keep up with Deontay. I'm gonna keep up with him too. Shit, I'm gonna start watching. And he, any, 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 a seven five nigga, and he's just like, yo. Oh, what the seven five gotta say about this now, huh? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? VA, VA, we gotta hold her on on this one, man. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta talk to the. You know, nah, yeah, niggas don't, don't normally go outside like this. No, they always want to talk about Pharrell and Missy. <laughs> they don't want to talk about Deontay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Deontay. <laughs> what to talk about Deontay. <laughs> this nigga, he repping the 7-5. Yeah, man. So, uh, it's going to be a good season 11 of the lockup. You know, 98 Fiance. It's always turned yes, up. You know, about to get Liddy. You know, as the season progresses and you know gets uh, towards the finale, I still haven't got uh, my Discovery Plus, but I'm gonna get that so I can tune into you know Big Ed. But um, uh huh. So I think it's time to wrap it up. My internet is acting for gazy. Yeah, a little so, bit. So, uh, Terry, you have anything to leave our listeners with uh, this week? If not, we can just wrap um. Not really, nothing really on my heart to say to people. Thank you guys for listening. Tap in. Um, content still coming, gonna be flowing more freely. You know, we kind of until Chris' birthday until September, so we're gonna go hard for these next these next two, two, three months and give y'all some pristine, wonderful content that you guys can share and like and you know, keep fucking with us because it's only going up, yes, sir. And remember. Uh, listeners, I want you to check in, tap in with uh, Cloud Envy's newest project, Back to the Flows, it just dropped last week. Um, you know, real hip hop, you know what I'm saying, real bars, you know what I'm saying, great music for him uh, from, the, from, the, from the young boy, not a young boy, but you know, from the boy. So go ahead and check that out. You know, we have uh, some more things on the way. We have an album listening party. Uh, Projecting in a couple of weeks, you know, for his for his event. So event in North Carolina area, tentatively for July fifteenth. You know, that's a Thursday. Come fuck with us, fuck with me down in Durham. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, I'm gonna keep you know keep plugging away. And uh, I want to say thank you guys for listening to another episode of Miles Talks, man. The safe place for keeping the player, for keeping kosher every time, all the time. You can follow us on all social media pl- uh, networks where you can listen to our stuff at any, you know, uh, any DSPs where you listen to your podcast normally and on YouTube where our clips and for the full episodes, baby. You know what I'm saying? So remember, on the path to player them, there are three rules to success. Say to yourself, say choose the code, stay dangerous, man. I want to say thank you again for listening to another episode of Model Talks. We'll see you next week, man. Peace. Let go.
Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart top is a celebration, bitches. Nahain, I wish for you a hundred years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one D-boy, Shane McGrath. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. Be the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Chillin', I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. Yeah. 